Since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. This is from Romans 12, verse 5, NLT version. We are capping off the first week of our 40 Days of Community with this sermon titled, Why We Need Each Other. Our small group sessions and daily devotionals in the past week tie in perfectly with the truths that we are about to learn today. You are now listening to Pastor Mackie as he preaches from God's Word. Alright, let us prepare our hearts and minds now for God's Word. So if you have your Bibles with you, let us open it to our scripture reading which is found in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 5, in the New Living Translation. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. Let's read together. Since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. May God bless the reading from His Holy Word. Please be seated. So again, good morning and welcome to Bradford Church. Good morning to those who are worshiping at home, online. I hope that you are fine and you are happy as you are serving and worshiping the Lord with your family today. As for us who are gathered here in, in Bradford Church Sanctuary, we are all happy here and we still have more seats available in case some of you uh, are planning to come. So welcome also to our 40 days of community. So this will be Sermon 1, or the first part of our sermon series entitled 40 Days of We are going to start with this theme, Why We Need Each Other. Why We Need Each Other. Now, this is a very important message because we are living in a postmodern world wherein the culture is going antisocial. It's ironic that we do have more social medias today. We say social media, people are into social media. But this social media has made people antisocial, right? I mean, you could see this, that people are just satisfied with being alone with their cell phones. Okay? There is no more physical communication. Even though people are gathered together, but they are busy with their own gadgets, with their own smartphones. It's like people now are satisfied communicating, relating to people, what? Online. Or through the cell phones. There is no more or less, you know, the, the, the relationship, a physical relationship is getting less and less and, and people are more communicating through their social media. And it seems that this has affected the social psychology of most people today. We, we thought that we can be happy on our own. And in fact, the common... The common statement of people today is that, you know, I'm, I'm okay by myself. And the, the, the key word of most people today is independence. You know, I want 
financial independence, relational independence. But friends, real happiness comes from community. We thought that when people are more independent from each other, we thought that people are happier. But it's, it's, it's not true because despite the social media revolution, the increased number of suicides is an evidence that a lot of people are not happy. Right? Remember, we were created by God for community. God created us to be with people. When God created the universe, everything that God made was good. Remember? Everything was good. But there is only thing that the Bible and God says is not good. <laughs> you know that. The Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. We need each other. That is why God created a woman to accompany the man. And the purpose of God is not just for the man and the woman to live forever, happily ever after. Only for both of them. No. God's intention is that they should what? They should multiply so that communities of people will be what? Be formed. So happiness comes from community. And notice in our opening verse, in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, in the living, the living Bible translation, look at this. Since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other. Right? If, if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you belong to the body of Christ. Okay? Belong. Okay? We, everyone, there's a yearning for belongingness. Right? We, we always say no man is, no man is a woman. Okay? No man is a woman. Man is man, woman is woman. Okay? No man is an island. Right? We, we cannot survive. We need someone to accompany us. And in the church, that's, that's the essence of community. Look at this. And each of us needs all the others. Now, in your sermon notes, I want you to underline that phrase. Each of us needs all the others. That's our emphasis today. Okay? Now, I want you to go around... Okay, uh, remember, we are forbidden to have fellowship. So just look at your neighbor and say, you need me. Alright? Uh, you need me. And then, I need you. Alright? We need each other. Okay, sometimes, sometimes we thought that, you know, our, our, our psychology these days is that you know it mind your own business you know it's your life it's not my life wrong in the in the community of faith in the church there is no such thing as mind your own business because your business is my business your need is my need my problems are also your problems your success is also my success amen that's what the bible is saying i need you that's why we need to tell each other Okay? I need you and you need me. Now this morning, we are going to learn five reasons why we need a Christian community. 
five reasons. Five reasons from the Bible. Why is it so essential? Why is it so important that I must be part of a community? And by the way, when we say community, we're not talking of the community outside, right? So I hope we have we we follow the same definition. In these 40 days of community, we are not talking about the community outside. We are talking here of the community of faith. Alright? We are talking here of community as as uh, opposed to the word crowd. Crowd is many. Community, you're talking there of 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 intimate relationship, all right? And the word community, we studied this last Sunday, it comes from the Greek word in the Bible, koinonia. Say the word, koinonia. All right, the, the word koinonia, the essence of that word, it means sharing. That's where we get the word communion. And that's where we get the word community, okay? There is communing, there is sharing. Now, you cannot share in a crowd, but there is sharing in a community. Amen? So, we're talking here of, of having a sense of community where, where you feel accepted, where you feel loved, where you fe feel cared. Alright? Now, to be part of a community is more than just attending a service. Because I tell you, so many in Bradford Church, they worshipped here in the church for so many years, and still find themselves what? Alone, isolated, nobody knows them. They go to church and then they go home. It's different, you know, it's different when you are part of a community of believers, community of faith. Why? When, when people visit our church, remember I said this last Sunday, they wonder, do you know each other? You hug, you kiss. You call each other kuya, ate, mommy, daddy. Why? Because that's the church. It's a community. Right? And the Bible gives us five reasons why we need community. Alright? And here's number one. Okay? Let's be quick. Here's number one. Okay? Write this down. I need others to walk with me. I need others to walk with me. Now, it's nice to walk, right? You know, you want to walk alone, you know, reflection, exercise. But friends, in real life, it's not easy to walk alone. I mean, we're not talking here of literal walking. In the Bible, our life is what? It's described as a walk, right? It's like a walk. Life is like a journey. And friends, I tell you, Journeying life alone is terrible. We need someone to walk with us. Right? Look at Colossians 2, 6-7 in the English Standard Version. Notice how the Bible defines our Christian life. Just as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, notice this, so walk in Him. So the Christian life, when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord, what, what should be the next step? Walk in Him. In other words, live your life with Him. But friends, walking alone is not good. <laughs> Alright? God never intended for you to walk through life alone. 
Amen? That is why we need a community. That is why we need people who knows us, who cares for us, because in our journey, in our walk, in, in this walk of life, there will be challenges ahead. Amen. There will be crises. There will be difficulties. And it's so hard to go through difficulties alone. Amen? Now, there are some practical benefits of walking life with other believers. Alright? I think this is not in your notes, so you can just add this. Benefits of walking life with other believers. Number one, it's safer. Very practical. When you walk and it's, it's, it's dark, it would be safe when you have someone with you. Right? We always tell our kids, never, never walk alone. Especially in remote places. Always have someone with you. It's safer. According to Proverbs 24 verse 6, in a multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. You see? There is safety in number. And I don't know with you, but you know, I love animals. I love watching uh, BBC Earth or Discovery Channel. And, and you know, when you, see, when you see a lion trying to prey over a, you know, a zebra or, or kanang mga buffalo, you know, you know what, what the, the zebras do? They, they flock together. Okay? There is safety. And, and, and the goal of the lions or, or the cheetahs or, or other predators is to isolate you know, their prey. Because when you are isolated, you are vulnerable. Same thing with us. Same thing with us. God wants us to walk along with others because we feel safe. Amen? Another benefit of walking life with other believers, it's supportive. It's supportive. You, got, you get support from each other. When you're alone, no one will coach you, no one will cheer you up. <laughs> if you are alone. But when there are people with you, they can support you, they can cheer you up, they can pray for you. According to uh, an old Zambian uh, proverb, it says, when, when you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you run far. There's a big difference. I mean, that's the same principle with geese. I don't know if you've seen uh, geese fly. You know, they always form in this V shape. And, and, and there is a science to that, right? It gives them thrust and it keeps them, you know, when they, when they fly that way together, they, don't, they have less effort doing that than when they are alone. Okay, that, that's the, you know, the principle behind it. So they can fly hundreds and even thousands of miles. Why? Because they are together. It gives support to each other. Friends, that's the same thing with our Christian life. It's better when we walk with other believers. Alright, third benefit of walking life with other believers, it's smarter. <laughs> it is smarter. You become smart. Right? You become smart. 
according to Genesis 2.18, it's not good for a man to be alone. So if you want to be smart, get someone with you. Alright? Because when you have needs, when you have problems, you can call on someone. Right? It's like, it's different. Remember, those of you who, who are part in a small group, in a big group, di ba? It's different when we have people who knows us, who cares for us. Especially during this pandemic. It's different when there are people praying with you and praying for you. It's smarter. If you want to live smart, don't walk alone. Always have a community with you. Amen? According to Hebrews 20, the Bible says, Let us not give up the habit of meeting together. Instead, let us encourage one another. Let us encourage one another. Don't give up meeting with people with us. So write this down in your, in your sermon note. Community is God's answer to detachment. Community is God's answer to detachment. In other words, loneliness. When you feel detached, when you feel that nobody cares for you, what, what is God's answer for you? God wants you to be part of a community. God wants you to be part of a church that cares and loves for you. Alright, look at 1 Corinthians 14.26. I want you to see this if this happens in a crowd or in a community. Right? This is an example of a worship gathering you know, of the early Christians. Notice this. Paul said, When you gather, each one of you be prepared with something useful for all. Sing a hymn, teach a lesson, tell a story, lead a prayer, provide an insight, take your turn with no one person taking over. That way, you all learn from each other. Now my question, is this a crowd or a community? It's a community. We don't do this in a worship service crowd. In our worship service, will there be someone saying here a story or a prayer? All right? Will there be someone who will uh, take turn in sharing? No. In a crowd like this, in a worship gathering, it's like a monologue. The pastor talks, you listen. But that is different in a small group setting. Why? Because in a, small, in a small group setting, everyone gets to talk. Everyone gets to share, even cry, even rejoice. See? That's what it means to have someone walk with you. That is why the Bible says in 1 Peter 4.9, Open your homes to each other without complaining. Right? Why the Bible says open your homes? Because home is the most comfortable place where community starts. And that's biblical. Didn't you know that for the first 300 years, listen, for the first 300 years of church history, the churches gathered not in cathedrals, not in church buildings, no. 
For the first 300 years, the church gathers at home. So, during this pandemic, it's like we go back to, to the early church life. The early church met in their homes. That's why Peter says, open your homes to each other without complaining. Now, what are some of our complaints? Ah, gamay raman among balay, you know? Our home is so small. Or, our home is so dirty. Or, maulaw ko. We have so many excuses. But God wants us to open our homes. See? Now, question. Have you opened your home for the church together? Have you? Okay? Now, maulaw. Kanang maulaw ka, pride mo na. Di ba? Pride na, no? So, start opening your homes. Right? If you're a Christian, you have neighbors who are not yet Christians, then start opening your home. Invite them. Offer some snacks. Okay, ayaw lang po to offer o ka ng mga 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 lichon. Oh, ayaw lang po to glim po. Ayaw lang po kay mahal man. Oh, offer lang og chippy og chippy og juice. <laughs> Di ba? When we start opening our home, we are opening them to the love of Christ. Amen? So that's the first lesson. I need others to walk with me. Lesson number two. Why we need each other? I need others to work with me. I need others to work with me. Friends, when you become a Christian, okay, you are part of a major industry. When you become a follower of Christ, you become part of what? The greatest workforce in the world. You belong to the kingdom of God. And friends, in the kingdom of God, everyone has a particular work to do. According to Ephesians 2.10, remember, the moment we got saved, you know, through faith in Christ, the Bible says, God made us to do good works. You see? A Christian is not a lazy person. Laziness, sluggardness, has no part in God's kingdom. Remember in the parable of the talents of Christ? Remember when the master returned? Okay? He, he asked for an accounting and the servant who did nothing was thrown out. Because God wants us to work. God made us something, you know, to do something. Notice this, which he planned in advance for us to do. God has prepared. So every, every believer has a specific work planned by God to do. Now friends, if we do it alone, it's, it's going to make us what? Very tired. That is why the Bible says, as each part does its work, it helps the other parts grow. So Christ's whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So why do we need each other? Because I need you to help me with the work God has given me, and you need me with the work God has given you. Now imagine in a church like ours, we have so many ministries, we have so many programs. Imagine if all the work is done by the pastors alone. Alright? If the pastor preaches here, if the pastor visits the sick, if the pastor leads Bible study, and then if the pastors feed the the, the hungry, 
If the pastor does everything, I tell you, less than a year, all pastors will die. Praise God, we are in heaven. See? But the Bible says, look at this, this is the dynamics of the church. Each part does its work. See? So, if, if, if you have the gift of singing, then that's where you belong. Kung dili ka may makanta, di ka kebaw mong kwastuno, that's where you belong. Maybe you belong somewhere. Alright? Kung atukas mga, you know, your gifting is about mga electronics, multimedia, then maybe you belong to this part. In other words, friends, God wants us to need each other so that, so that the body of Christ will be healthy. Amen? According to Ecclesiastes 4.9, Two people are better than one because they get more done by, notice this, by working together. In the business world, the term there is synergy. You know, We synergize. What is the meaning of synergy? The meaning of synergy is this. We accomplish more when we do work together than working individually. We need to synergize as a church. All right? That's the essence of community. For God's work to be done, for God's kingdom to be done, everyone needs to assist and help each other. So friends, write this down in your notes. Community is God's answer to debility. What, do you know what is debility? Debility is the other word for you know, weakness. You know, the, when you feel you are weak and, and tired. You know? Debility, right? Fatigue, okay? Something like that. When you feel like tired, like, why is it that some people in the church are so tired? Why? Because they get to work so many things. Others simply join and attend worship, okay? But when the work is what? When the work is shared by the members of the body of Christ, you know, ministry will be easy, Amen? When everyone gets to help. And that is why we need each other. Look at Galatians 6.10 in the message paraphrase. Every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of what? All. Benefit of all. Starting with people close to us in the community of faith. Let us not give up. So, brethren, right now, I want you, I want you to reflect. I'm part of the body of Christ. What is my function? Right? What is my function? Surely, attending worship services is not one of them. Amen? We go to church not to attend church, but we go to church because we are the church. Amen? You are the church. Attendance is not a function. <laughs> Alright? It's not merely attendance. You know, you participate. So, I want you to reflect right now. Lord, what is my function in your body? What do I need to work on so that the community of faith will grow? Amen? Now, let's go to number three. Here's the third reason why we need each other. I need others to watch out for me. I need others to Watch out for me. Friends, 
we are not perfect. Amen? Do you agree? We are not perfect. We all have some rough edges. We have not arrived yet. We have so many weaknesses. We have so many bad habits and characters to change, to transform. And we need others to help us. So, I need someone to watch out for me. You need someone to watch out for you. What do we mean by that? We need someone to correct. We need someone to check on us. We want someone to be accountable to us. Why? Because I need you for my growth. Amen? I want you to look at again your neighbor and tell that person, please, for me. Okay? Ina, watch out. Watch out for me. Notice what the Bible says. Philippians 2.4 this is very nice. Look at this. Look out for one another's interest, not just for your own. You see? The Christian life is so anti-cultural. The culture today is what? Mind your own business. What's your own interest? It's your own agenda. No. In, 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 the, in the Christian community, it's different. We are to look out for one another's interest. We are to carry each other's burdens. Look at Hebrews 13.1. Keep being concerned about each other as the Lord's followers should. Amen? Notice what the Bible says. Keep being concerned about each other. So I need you and you need me to watch out for me. Why? Why do I need to be? Watch out. Because I know I will fail somehow. I know that along my Christian walk, I am going to fail. And I need someone to tell me. You know, sometimes, sometimes we need someone to tell us there's going to be a, a manhole over there. And if you, don't, if you don't watch your step, you are going to fall. I need someone to remind me that. That's why we need a community. Imagine, friends, listen, listen. When you just attend a church, when you just come and worship the Lord in a congregation, and you are not part of a community, a small group community, when you go back to your sin, nobody knows. Nobody cares. So what will happen to you? You will simply be stuck there. But when you are part of a community of believers, you know that someone cares for you. And someone will tell you, you know what? What you're doing is wrong. Diba? Mora nga, when you are part of a small group, mora dagang CCTV sa imong life. Diba? You cannot just do anything in your Facebook. Mapost ka sa Facebook, unya, it's not honoring God, o nada yung message. Pastor Maki, or si, si Kuya Carl, ignon din ka, delete to appropriate. Diba? And you should be happy. We thank you, Kayo. Okay, sometimes, sometimes we think uh, what we are doing is okay. No? Sometimes we are blind. But when others see our blind spot, they watch out over us and they tell us, you know what? Wrong na imang gibuhat. That's why we need each other. Imagine if no one will tell you that's wrong. You know, that is not honoring God. What will happen to you? 
you will be wallowing in darkness. You'll be living in sin without someone telling you what's right. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. No? It's a good verse. Again, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Friends, we know that the devil is like a what roaring lion. He's just going around looking for someone to devour. But when somebody, another believer is watching out for you, you know that that believer will tell you, Ops! Igsoon! Dunay layon! Dagan! Amen? Ang problema kung wag yung layon. Or did I wait on? See? I need someone. So write this down in your notes. Community is God's answer to defeat. You know, the goal of Satan is to defeat us. The goal of Satan is to what? To conquer us. The, the goal of Satan is to destroy us. But friends, when there are other believers watching out for us, you know, we will not be defeated. Amen? That's why I encourage you, if you are part of a small group, please extend your care to your small group more than just studying the Word. Go beyond just studying the Word. You know? Be involved in their personal life in a sense that, you know, you have to tell them. You, you have to have the gods to tell them the truth with love. Tell them, you know what, that's wrong. What you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is not pleasing to the Lord. And friends, if they know how much you care, they will, they will not feel intimidated. Amen? If, if people will see how sincere and how caring we are to them, even if we rebuke them, they will accept it humbly. You know? There's a common statement. What is that? People don't care how much you know until you know how much you care. Right? Until they know how much you care. Ecclesiastes 4.10 If one person falls, another can reach out and help. But people who are alone will, when they fall are in real trouble. Yes, the Bible is true. When you are alone, when there is no one there who is a friend, a brother, or a sister, fall is going to be a terrible fall. Bless for those of us who are part of a small group. That is why be part of a small group. Join a Bible study group, a B group. We call it a B group. Okay? Because there you will find the sense of community. Amen? Number four. Okay, please bear with me. I'm really having a hard time with this. <laughs> with the math. Okay, I hope you will bear with me. Also affecting the microphone. But anyway, be glorified. <laughs> Alright, number four. I need others to weep with me. 
That's why we other. I need others to weep with me. Sometimes we just want to weep alone. But how sad when we are weeping and there are no other shoulders to cry on. How sad. Diba? But this is happening in our small groups, diba? How many times you've seen this? You know, we've seen this in our small group. We weep together. Okay? Friends, listen. You know, you don't have to go through that problematic marriage alone. You don't have to go to the hospital alone. You don't have to go through a miscarriage alone. You don't have to go through cancer alone. God has intended us to be part of a small group so that when we experience pain in life, we have other shoulders to cry on. That's the biblical and you know antidote you know to loneliness first peter 3:8 the bible says you should be like one big family take note full of sympathy to each other see that's community that's the essence of the church right you know i've, I've been telling you this many times how blessed are those part of a community that you know when they go a tragedy, you know, when somebody in the family, suddenly the church is there. The church is there in the hospital. The church is there in the funeral. The church is there in the grave. How sad if you don't belong in a community. You cry alone. I know this because I've experienced it myself. You know, when my mother died, what, two, two years ago? Three years ago? Right? I, I'm sure it was a terrible thing, but it was easy for me. Why? Because there was always Bradford Church. You know? Praying, visiting, providing needs. Even, you know, from the hospital to, to the funeral, even to the internment. To the point, if, if you remember, when we brought my mother to the grave with complete entourage release as if Moragna is celebrity na matay. Why? Because there are people who care. See? And that really helped our family. I've feel of tragedy. Why? Because the pain, the loneliness was compensated by what? By the love, the presence of what? The Christians. Friends, it's so important. We can compensate the pain of a tragedy when we are there to weep with our brethren. And that's what it means to be part of a church. 1 Corinthians 12.26 If one member suffers, all suffers together. See? We are always better when we are together. Death, tragedies, will become easy to bear when there are others carrying our burdens with us. Amen? That's why I encourage if you are missing the, the benefits of a community, you know, don't just be a worshiper. Don't just be an attender. Be part of the community. Notes, community is God's answer what? to this Community is God's to despair. 
we are, what do we have? We have other people, you know, to sympathize with us. That's why Romans 12.15 says, Be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. And those of us who are part of a small group, we know this, right? When there are some, you know, when there are some success, you know, we celebrate together. And then when there are some problems, we cry together. See? And that helps us. That makes our Christian journey what? Bearable. Enjoyable. The Bible says, encourage each other and strengthen one another. Again, these commandments are in the context of what? Of the church. This is not commanded to outsiders, no? When the Bible says, encourage each other and strengthen each other, Paul is not talking about, you know, people outside the church, no. This is in the context of the community of faith. We are to encourage each other. That's why in our church, there are so many chat groups. We have so many chat groups. Do you know that? We have a chat group for prayers. We have a chat group for women. We have a chat group for couples. And so, praise God for social media. It's, it's what? It's keeping us in, you know, connected to each other. And so, when somebody is going through a pain, it's so easy for the information to be passed around. Right? Somebody... You know, had a stroke and almost everyone knows immediately and prays immediately. We pray together. And as a pastor, I've experienced how families are being comforted and, and really they really appreciate the ministry of Bradford. Because when they went through their hard times, the church was there. That's the benefit of being part of a community. And then lastly, number five, write this down. I need others to witness with me. I need others to witness for me. Brethren, we have, remember we talk about to work with us. One major work of the church, major as in major, major. In fact, Jesus calls, or we call it the Great Commission. We have a major work to do, and what is that? To witness others for Jesus. To tell others for Jesus. And it's so hard. I cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. The mandate of Jesus is what? It's not just go and make disciples to Cebu City. No. It's not just go and make disciples to the Philippines. No. Go and make disciples to what? To all nations. Friends. That's how big the work is. God wants us to go to all nations. And I cannot do that alone. That's why I need you to witness with me. We can make it, we can make the work easy and fast when everyone is witnessing as well. John 13, 35, look at this. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another. Friends, when we truly express our love for each other as a church, what will the people outside see? They will witness, oh, Christian. They are followers of Christ. Why? Because they are living out the love of their master. 
And sometimes we are afraid to witness. But look, notice what the Bible says, 2 Timothy 1.7, The Holy Spirit doesn't want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong, and to love them and enjoy being with them. It's the Spirit that gives us what? The strength. So that we can help and we can assist in witnessing others for Jesus. So write this down in your notes. God's answer to fear is what? Community. Are you afraid of telling others about Christ? Remove that fear. Because when we work together in evangelizing, there is power. Amen? God's answer to fear is community. Philippians 1.27, you are working together and struggling side by side to get others to believe the good news. See? We don't, we don't leave the evangeliz- evangelizing to the evangelism pastor, no. May evangelism team. No. Doesn't mean that we have an evangelism team or an evangelism ministry na sila mag-evangelize. They just take the lead. But everyone, all of us, are witnesses. Amen? If you're, if you're a follower of Jesus, listen, you are a witness for Jesus. And we are in a witnessing business here in Bradford Church. I hope we understand that. Alright? So we have read so many verses this morning. So let's review. Let's review as we close. So why do we need each other in the community? Okay, here's reason number one. I need others to walk with me. I need you to walk with me. Number two, I need others to work with me. I cannot do it alone. I cannot do the ministry alone. I need you to work with me. Number three, I need others to watch out for me. I need you to check on me you know, as your pastor. As your pastor, I am not infallible. <laughs> watch over me. Watch over my words, my actions. Tell me if I am wrong. Amen? Number four, I need others to weep with me. It's hard to go through pain and tragedies, but it will be bearable when there are others weeping with us. Amen? And number five, I need others to witness with me. We need each other to win the world. I cannot win the world for Jesus alone. It takes all believers to work together to witness for Jesus. So friends, let's read this together. We all need each other. That's the conclusion. That's the message this morning. Very simple. We all need each other. Why don't we pray? Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you for reminding us how important it is to be part of this community of faith. We thank you for Bradford Church and all other Christian and evangelical churches in in Cebu City where we can call as our family. Lord, there are no orphan Christians. We are all your children and you want us to be part of your family. I pray, Father, for those who are not yet sure of their salvation, 
Maybe there are people here listening and watching. They are not yet assured if they are saved. Well, the Bible says salvation is a result of our faith in Jesus Christ. If you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior today, the Bible says you will be saved. And so would you pray with me? If you want to be saved, if you want to experience fellowship with God, if you want to receive God's forgiveness, please pray with me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you came here on earth to die on the cross for my sins. Today, I confess my sins. I ask for forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord. And I want to open my heart and welcome you. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank you for the salvation that you promise to those who believe in you and receive you into their lives. And Lord Jesus, please help me to be part of your community, the body of Christ. Lord, I want to pray also for those members of the church and worshipers here of Bradford Church who don't belong to a community, I pray, Lord God, that you will encourage them, that you will lead them, Lord, to a small group, to a B group, so that they can feel the benefits of the community. In Jesus' name, Amen.